All right, here we are. Bradfoe Show. First remote Bradfoe Show since... First remote Joe Kelly Bradfoe Show. Since COVID. Since Twin Peaks. Since Twin Peaks and Fort Myers. Those are the days, Joe. Since Rick Porcello was in the major leagues. Since, since Rick Porcello... Shout out to Rick Porcello. I miss you, bud. Yeah, well, we're, we're here at the um, Quark and Kerry otherwise known as Cork and Kelly, in, right in the shadow of the Chicago White Sox ballpark, Joe's new home. Congratulations, Joe, on having a new home. Thank you, Rob. All right, you're welcome. Uh, new home. It has multiple meanings. I see, I see you working. Why? It's a new home. Yes. Just not there yet. Oh, oh I got you. <laughs> you have three, Joe, spoiler alert, Joe has three homes now. Congratulations. 33 years old, three homes. Who knew? Who would have thought? Who the kid that who was just skateboarding his life away? Then thought he would win the Cy Young award. I, I mean, so this it's goes, okay. I take I take a couple of rings over the Cy Young. Okay, there's a lot to get to. Uh, Coops, our guy Coops here. Big Coop. Get the mic ready. Say hi, Coop. Oh, what's up, everyone? All right, there you go. So, if we harken back, Joe, harken back to the first time that we had microphones together in front of us, it was at, it was at Foxwoods when you came over and predicted you were going to win the Cy Young, correct? That is correct. I did not know you at all. You didn't? No. I didn't. No. Like, first time meeting you. Half a year, you thought you you said you thought we were a dinky little radio station. Mike Bonansky and myself, you came over and said we're going to win the Cy Young. You're going to win the Cy Young. We're yes. Gonna win the Cy Young. You're going to win the Cy Young. And we said, oh, wow, that's a bold statement from this pitcher who we barely know. Yes. All right. And then you went on and ran with it. Yeah, there you go. And I knew, went right viral. Then, I knew right then and there that it, there was personality plus. And sure enough, as we sit here, uh, that would have been... 15? That, that, yeah, so that would have been uh, we're seven years later. Wow. Uh, you've made a lot of money. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you got a lot. You've had a lot of big moments. Probably no more bigger moment than right here at the Cork and Carry, uh, where the fine people at Guinness are are working their magic, doing an awesome job. And so, as we sit here right now, Joe, we, I think we should start off with our big announcement. Okay. You ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Right. Oh, for me? Yeah. My big announcement is. All right, so I'm waiting for you. All right, all right. So we just were over. We were just over at the radio station, the fine WSCR radio station, over at 670 Score AM Radio, um, where you called Josh Johnson douche, where you said you had the line. What was his line, Coop? What was his line? Was uh, I believe one? it was I got eight games for making a silly face. All right. Yes, all silly right. face is not allowed in baseball. Right. We'll get, Never. We'll Never. get to that like, here and now, but. But the big news, so we're here handing out baseballs and boring shirts. We're talking to people. There's a massive crowd here all talking about baseball not being boring, mingling with Joe, their new favorite player. But I got to wait. But I got to admit, by the way, so the day before we're taping this, right? So we have this whole thing lined up, the baseballs and boring gathering where – all it is is just celebrating the great game of baseball and not being bored. That's why we're here, right? That's we're, why we're here. We, we agreed like about a year and a half ago, two years, we're just going to do this thing, right? Yes, right? we're going to come up with a way to save baseball. Yeah. By making... Uh, for now, we have shirts and we're trying to grow the game with... Uh, trying to explain to people why... I mean, for sure, why the, the game... It loses the disconnect from you know all the kids who play it till now, um, and it comes a lot to do with the players. Obviously, number two, it comes with the league. Um, 
you know, they're just starting to try to do player marketing as best as they can. Uh, and number three, uh, the players themselves think of the game. Um, they have all these emotions and thoughts going through their heads, but none of these thoughts, emotions, or, or words ever come to the light of the media, the light of, an, you know, a simple, maybe if they have a podcast, they won't say it on their own podcast. It doesn't even come to them where they tweet stuff out. But whatever they're thinking, they're mostly lying from, you know, injuries they're hiding to questions on how they really feel or what they really want to say. Um, and I think the world itself has changed in that aspect where now people being more vocal, it, it's okay. So it's, it's not well, frowned upon it, anymore. Isn't, isn't there the, the best example of that? And I'm not just saying it's going to just happen. The best example of that was what you just did on the radio. And I'm not yeah. even saying, like, honestly, where... But it's not even an example if I've done it, if I always no, do that. Yeah. yeah, but I get it. But, like, this, I'm using that as a microcosm for, like, what you're talking about. Yes. Because, believe me, you know, we have athletes go into a radio studio. Oh, God, yes. They're, okay. That you know what they're going to ask. You're going to ask about the Tim Anderson, the Josh. And Thomas. they are frightened. Right. And most athletes are frightened. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. And so, and so they're going to, like, dance around it. And you're just kicking back, shopping it up with those guys, and without going too far, without, you know, obviously supporting your teammate. And this is yes. what this is what we're talking about, right? The baseball players were petrified of their brand. Of yeah, they are. Brand, right? Am I yeah, wrong? They're, um, I don't know if it's necessarily their brand they're always thinking of. I think they're petrified of the – they think they're going to have repercussions from the team or, hey, don't say that. Someone's going to, like, come, you know, be like, hey, watch what you say, da 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 and that is a little outdated to me, for sure. I mean, the reason why people like how genuine, you know, words are when, a, when you're having a regular conversation, you know, that's what you guys want from us as, as media members. You, you would love for every player to be exactly like me. Because then the whole game of baseball, obviously, would be a lot better. Yes, well, that's but, why you are leading this But in aspect, yes. Yeah. But, so, okay, so let me give you an example. You... You're on the air today. You're on the radio, live radio, not a podcast. Live, live can't be edited. And the whole thing about comes up with Donaldson. You call him a douche. All right. What goes through your mind when you say that? Like, so in other words, you know, like you're talking about players. Like, obviously, a lot of people think that he's a douche. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. A time, yeah, right? because a person that's not a douche wouldn't say that. Right. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Only people that say that are bad human beings. Like, who said, if you're saying something as racist as that, genuinely, everyone, that's going to go through their head. Maybe not that word, maybe it's some other word. But most people won't say it. But if you're thinking about it, it's still bad. Whatever, you, you might as well say it. But, okay, there's him, right. We, we, we get to that, the whole, the whole thing about Tim Anderson yeah. and everything else. But, like I said, yes. Everything that you're saying is making sense. Yes. But the difference is, and this is where sort of like what you're trying to get out, I think, in terms of how, how we all hope that baseball players just be real, which is when somebody else has asked that in that studio, they're going to dance around it. 100%. Right? I would believe so. Yeah. So, but Unless so, it's, you know, another guy that's outspoken. Maybe Liam Hendricks wouldn't. Uh, you know, there's players few and far in between that would not dance around it. But so, but but again, to come back to my question is like, so when you say it, you're just like, are you just of the mind of whatever? It's life. Oh well, that's what right. it is. Right. Yeah. Who cares? Right. Okay. But you know, I, again, I'm playing devil's advocate. Where 
you say, like, well, other players will say, oh. Well, what's going to happen? Right. Someone's going to shame me? Oh, well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Joe, you shouldn't say that. Yeah. Hey, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say back to that? <laughs> I've done it my whole life. But oh, hey. Uh, so, so this is this comes back. I wanted. To, so this comes back to why we're doing this, right? Why yes. the whole baseball is a boring thing. Yes. Way. And you know, I've had people. I think I've told you this. You know, the whole clubhouse dynamic where you know people like, oh, you know, I'm afraid to expose my personality or say this or say that because I have to walk in the clubhouse and someone's going to say, oh, why do you say this or that? Because I wanted to. Right. And what? Yeah. You know. Yeah, but yeah. you know, but yes, and, and so the, the conversation ends right there. Yeah, it's over. Right. Yeah. But, but you know as well as I do, some guys like this. Still, a vast majority of baseball players they don't think that way. They're like they're walking on eggshells, or they're like, oh, well, is this going to hurt my brand, or is this going to hurt? Like, am I going to deal with this on social media? You know, whatever. Like, but think about what you're saying. Okay. That's the worst thing someone has to deal with. What What does that even mean? I have to deal with this on social media. Oh, it's going to hurt my brand. What does that mean? Only in America, you, people are saying that. You know what I mean? Yes. There's wars going on. People have lived ten people per t- a twenty foot square room in third world countries. Like, the worst thing that could happen to you is someone make fun of you or somebody want to fight you. Fight them. What's the worst thing you have? You get punched in the face. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. Oh well. There's only two outcomes. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, why are you worried about all these outside factors? Oh well, you said it. Who cares? Like, if it hurts your brand, it hurts your brand. It's either going to hurt or help it. And if that's what you're worried about instead of playing the game or, or going out there and just living your life, then you got more problems to me. Right. You're preaching the converted. Yes. But the, pro- but the problem is is that all the, everything you're making is, is makes sense. Yes. When we should not be worrying about the poor kids who are, who are being flushed out of the Ukraine yeah. about, you know, about our brands when this is happening. Yes, I understand that. But at the same time, you know as well as I do that... that baseball players for a long time and hopefully this is where we, this changes this changes right here and now as we sit here on, at Cork and Carey in front of these Guinness these fine people from Guinness and all these fans way to go Guinness shout out to Guinness oh, they, they, like, I mean they just put my face get, on get, some foam to that in a second the 3D printing the 3D printing yeah we're in the future now we are, we are in the future <laughs> but can I just say something real quick please <laughs> well I need your voice go up like that because I, I get excited it. sometimes <laughs> But, I mean, like, the whole thing with you saying, like, it's ruining your brand. Yeah. You build a brand around that, though. Like, you build a brand around what you are. Ru- ruin the brand. Keep ruining it. Yeah. So if it's a, if people think you're a bad guy, then be the bad guy the whole time. And, like, the thing is, it's just, like, you're not going to be a bad guy to the people that cling to you. Like, no. Which, yeah, I mean, debatable. People that cling to Josh Donaldson, probably bad people, but. <laughs> yes. Mean, but he's got fans. Brand, you build a brand about yes. being yourself and what you do on the field. Yes. You're not going to lose people. In no. Instance. I mean, the greatest players in the world are hated by fans. Yes. The, the, the Tom Brady, guy, the best yeah, to ever say, do it, people still Tom hate Brady. him. Yes. Still. Yeah. I so under, what's the point? I, I understand that. But for this, and maybe I'm talking about younger I mean, people players. hated Jesus. They crucified that guy on a cross. Yes. You Romans, know what I mean? Romans, noted Romans? haters. Noted haters. Noted haters murdered him. I, you can't be liked by everyone, so why do you keep trying? Jesus was not worried about his brand. He was not worried about his brand at he all. About, he was worried about the big G's brand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> yes. And that's all, you know, as long as your, your family's brand is okay, your loved one's brands are all right, you know, the, the podcast brand is okay. As long as all of that is intact, that's okay, right? It only matters if you care about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I, again, I, like you care about like f- you just name five things. If you care about all those things, then nothing else matters. Yeah, three. I get two, two to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, f- fair enough. 
and this is what, I'll come back to why this initiative is crack we cracked this baby open was because we need to get baseball to feel more like this and I do and listen Joe like I honestly believe whether it's the t-shirts whether it's the new technology in the Guinness foam whether it's um, the at BB isn't boring social accounts whatever it is I do feel like this year and maybe a little bit last year we're cracking through a little bit right there's a start yeah a the start. ball's rolling yeah yeah I mean well before we did any of this baseball was still stuck in all times when the world around it was changing when like CEOs and like you know kids on college campuses like they could say whatever the F they want and there was no repercussions and then that slowly leaked into sports though like think about all the other sports keep that on all the other like then it leaked into sports in general yeah and and baseball's last and still last like I mean UFC fighters boxing any kind of they talk so much shit so much shit they like about their families like hey I'm gonna hate you and then they fight at respect for the game and then they shake hands afterwards you know what I mean like NBA players are known notorious to to always be chirping at the line like you know talking shit always be in someone's ear yeah. like have someone pissed off so bad where they throw an elbow and get like a flagrant one You're like hey look at I got him yeah that a right. baby I pissed him off so bad so, but like right so let's take yesterday as we taped this yesterday for instance right yes this is a good example like I don't think you went into yesterday and said hey I have an event at the Cork and Carry the next day and uh, and all the, I want to make all these people happy and so I'm going to give him these moments. Yes. You were just, you were on the Yankee Stadium mound, and, you know, you had a memeable moment where you'd say to Aaron Hicks, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Okay. You're, you're Laughing, smiling, right. going, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I said, you are a stud. Right. Way to go. Yeah. Just being sarcastic because okay. it was dumb. And so what was what was his reaction? He did, He couldn't look up. You know, he was just in disbelief that, I get it, he's trying to make a play. You know, like I said before, he's not playing the best baseball, obviously, yeah. and he'll tell you that. And I heard the Boo Birds in Yankee Stadium every time he got up, and then he gets picked off and he gets crushed by the Yankee Stadium. So what's going through my head is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, they already hate you, bro. Guess what? He goes back to the dugout. Yes. Booney's probably giving him shit, too. Oh, everyone is. But, like, he's at to that point that, that that point where he was trying to make a play so bad to get, you know, win the fans back and win a baseball game for his team. And then he gets picked off. And so it's just like, oh, the rain keeps falling harder and harder. He's like Eeyore out there. He's just like, oh, I'm just not any good anymore. You know what I mean? Like, he was just but again, so he's distraught. But when you're, when you're spreading out your arms, like, what was, what was the meme? What, what was that? What did Pitching Ninja do? Uh, we did a little Ice uh, ice King. Ice King? Game of Thrones. Game yeah, of Thrones. Game yeah. of Thrones. Like, so the Game of Thrones comparison, it wasn't like you said, hey, you know, I'm going to simulate this guy. It was literally like the genuine reaction of, like, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, I was being authentic. What, what are you doing? Like, that's yeah. what I would do to my son. That's what I would do to my brothers. That's what I do to my own teammates. Right. You know, I, that's what I do to my wife. Like, what in the fuck was that, Ashley? <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, this is incredible. Right. And at this moment, you thought that was the yeah. best idea for you to do? Yeah. Like, it's just me being me. Right. And, 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 and you, you, you hate it? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Well, and then, and then you... Then you uh, do you want to reveal why you yelled at Trevino? No. Okay. Because I'm just in the. Because then everyone's gonna have an advantage. That's okay. That's all right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. you you you're walking off the mound. You yell at him or whatever. But it wasn't like you know like you hate the guy. It was no. Just like, you know it's it was just. I was being sarcastic. Right. I said, why did you right. swing at that one? That one was down the middle. <laughs> so 
but again, like there's there's nothing. It's just competing. Thing. And so, like I said, you aren't going to you you didn't do these things thinking you were to come into Cork and carry like oh yeah, look at these. Hey everybody, we're going to make pictures of me uh, my memeable moment on the top of the foam of the Guinness. It was just what it is. Yeah. And, and this is why these people are coming up to you. This is why people like you. And there has to be more of this in baseball. There just has to be. And, and like you're a perfect example of this. I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here. Yeah. And you just paid for my meal. I'm not saying that. <laughs> or your Ubers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, I I understand what you're saying. Like, so do people, the players get this? Like, are they getting this? Or do, I mean, some yes. They're asking for the T-shirts. So they're asking for the T-shirts. Right that's the right direction. Yes, they're asking for the T-shirts. Um, but I think if you've seen, like you said earlier, I think if you've looked at the way interviews have been done, more guys, the guys that were kind of maybe outspoken, are now speaking their minds. You know what I mean? It, you, you're not going to change the uh, introvert who's just all of a sudden going to be, you know, blasting guys, outspoken, being, you know, have some crazy moments on the mound or as a hitter, like just doing outlandish stuff. If that's not in them, but if they have it in them, now they're just kind of releasing it a little bit. Like, more. hey, we're saying it's okay, more. and they're like, okay, maybe it is okay. So, so more guys that had it in that, them. I mean, your clubhouse is to full me, of it. Seems very like active. Yeah. I mean, you have you have Anderson. You have Grandal the other day. Yep. You have Hendricks. You have yourself coming yes. out today and speaking about like all that stuff. Do you yes. think Lance Lynn when he's held like the league if like a situation like that happens, or is it just like the White House or the White Sox like clubhouse? It's our clubhouse. I mean, we built around guys who give a shit about winning. You know what I mean? And like yeah. w- want to win at all costs. So, but like I'm talking about like around the league in general, like you know, from players who maybe have been around the league, and you're like, uh, I've seen them. Like, I've seen him when the mics are like off record. I've seen what this guy's like, but when he gets interviewed, he's not like that. Like you've seen it, oh my God. and now you can see um, it's slowly trickling to where they give you more. Then, then, then maybe they'll give you a little more, and then like, well, if they go like, well, Joe Kelly or Liam Hendricks, like these guys are saying whatever the hell they want. Like, okay, well, now it's okay. Like once well, well, someone to, does we've it, we've talked about this, but this goes back to the training these guys are getting. And yes. it, it's not only the training these guys are getting in my league saying be boring. No. But it's also like the veterans who are telling guys, hey, don't give them anything. Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, you know that as well as I do. Yes. I mean, oh my goodness. Like, and I, you know, I can name guys on this Red Sox team who are like this right now who are going down that road. You know, and you're right. I mean, it's not, no mystery. When you, uh, the guy that jumps to mind, and I think that, you know, he did, a lot of times he did it just because he wanted to get out of there. But I'm being boring with Pedroia. Yeah, like Pedroia, like was like one end of the spectrum or the other. Yes, I mean he either talked like the most boring interview of all time, or he just like let it rip. Yes, you know, true. on the field he was notorious for chirping, wasn't he? Eh. It was more locked in and intense. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't chirping. It was more but like. When, but when the media, he was doing what you do. Like you pull off like a nice player. You pull off like. You but he's out, like, like nice he's player. just yeah. he's, he's more he's fist pumping. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But it, but when you know Joe knows this, and, and Pedroia was like covering them, he was a lot more that way earlier in his career, where you, where the media walked in, and it was like you're gonna be like putting the crosshairs. Yeah. But, but anyway, but there's guys who are like that and guys who aren't, and so you go, you know, when you when you talk about the, I'm losing my train of thought. Carry on, crew. Carry on. What, do you want me to just go off about yeah. Pedroia? We also, I do want to talk about something because we had someone DM us a question. Oh, okay. And it kind of relates to guys having more fun on the field. Yeah. And it's, 
anthem standoffs. Anthem standoffs. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you're a pro at these. Yes. You had two, two now. You had one with the Cardinals, and you did it with the Red Sox, correct? Don't, don't, don't burn this. Don't burn what? The info. What do you mean? Don't burn, don't burn the story. I'm not burning it. All right. What are we burning the story? Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> but I mean, like, how does that? How does that? Like, what's the genesis of that? Of the standoff? Yeah. Oh man, uh, Michael, Michael, manager Mike Matheny of the Kansas City Royals was my manager in uh, St. Louis. And if you watch a Royals game, every single one of their players are out for the anthem. So, um, which is which is awesome. And, and in St. Louis, we did the same thing. So all the players out for the anthem. And, and you know, I, with my personality, I, I decided to, all right, if I'm going to go out for the anthem every game, like, I'm going to be the last one standing. And it started off with me just beating my guys on my team, like, standing, like, ha, ah, I was out here the longest. And I did it throughout the second half of the season in St. Louis. And playoffs come around, and a guy on the uh, Dodgers recognized what I was doing. And I would come back in the d- dugout celebrating um, the standoff victory. Like, hey, this game's over. We already won the standoff. Everything's over. And so... Scott Van Slyke ended up noticing, take notice of it, and you know that's how the standoff kind of came to fruition. Look yes. who just walked in. To my, to my we got the big leagues. Yeah. All right. Mr. Webster. Yeah. You want to you want to loop in? No. You want to loop in? There you go. Mr. Webster, good to see you. Long time no see. This is this is much more interesting than the anthem story. Yes. All right. Look at this. So Jemai Webster, who used to do sideline reporters sporadically when Joe Kelly played, yes, um, would go up to him and say, "Hey, how do you grip your your two seamer?" All that interesting stuff. Yeah, that's that's that sounds riveting. But we're so here's here's the thing. So this is where we're gonna pick up with Jemai. Okay. All right. Yes. Because I don't know if you know, you got a t-shirt. You got a t-shirt. I do, but I'm gonna take another one. Yes, he is. From my Are troubles. you? Yeah. All right, you gotta buy some stuff. If you're gonna take another one. Of course. By the way, here. did you check? Oh, is it gone? It faded. This, so we get the technology, the foam stuff, and the Guinness and I had the no pictures. Idea about this. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm not, um, I'm not, all right, so Jemai, so Jemai, we were just talking about how baseball players are cracking through of trying to show their personalities. Hence, baseball isn't boring, right? You, you, you get a chance to see this every day. Right. You travel with a team. You're on the sideline. You get Gatorade dumped on your head. You get it all. So, in your time, in the last couple of years, have do you think that guys are? And you have to be. You can be honest. I you think guys honest. are showing more personality, and maybe because of the t-shirts, maybe not. But are showing more personality slowly, 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 or is it just like, oh, you know what? Guys are still like careful about what they say. No, no. I think uh, I think there's been a shift in the in the sport, and uh, definitely see guys showing more personality at least. From my perspective as well, because whether it's coming, you know, with gear like this, the baseball is a boring shirts or their own custom cleats or what have you. And I think uh, social media has changed it as well because they can connect directly to the fans, right? Don't have to go through the baseball. Yeah, but sometimes it, this is, and you can wait, you're not on social. Well, you face BB isn't boring. BB isn't boring. Thanks, Coop. Coop is your voice. Hey, Coop. Uh, so... But this is the thing. You say they can show more of your personality through social media, but here's the flip side of that. Is that they're also, they also vary. So that's how they want to control the message through social media. Yeah. Right? Like, they rather say, hey, nothing in an interview, and I, I'll show myself, like, singing this putt at the miniature golf course and look at everybody. <laughs> do, you, do you agree with that? I do. I do. 
I I see what Jemai's saying. Like it is, yeah. More guys will pimp home runs now than they did five years ago. More guys will have different colors of cleats more than five years ago. But I don't think more guys are only a select few are vocalizing about exactly what they think or feel about a game performance, about an injury. Media. No, and they won't even say it on Definitely social media. Well, well, but they won't even. <laughs> but I'm talking about in in real life, yeah. like like a real human does it's very shocking right yeah. baseball players are humans but they don't even convey their message of what they really think or feel like hey how'd you feel today you know you gave him five runs da, da, da. like oh, i just wasn't hitting my spots you know I'll go back and look at the tape see if my mechanics were off da, da, da. like no like my arm hurts like hell i'm taking fucking a thousand milligrams of ibuprofen before this game you know i've been hanging a little bit you know, I was bound to give it up at least one of these. So there you go. End of story. You get, any, you get, you get any of that? When's the last I, time you did that? When's the last time you heard that? I have never done that interview. No? I would love to do that interview. That's phenomenal. Uh -huh. See, well, that's you know, exactly so, what the so message so we're trying we'll to get at. To that, to that point, to that point, yeah. Uh, I would say personalities have not increased because I have not gotten that raw, unadulterated, unfiltered responses. But we were just talking because Joe was on the radio. A lot of buzz. You probably heard about it. A lot of buzz. He said no. What? He said he hasn't heard about it. His brand has never been hotter right now. <laughs> if he says that one more time, I'm leaving. Dude, that's like his favorite thing. I see. I know. I, I told him to the same thing. He tells me the exact same thing. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's why. I was like, where stress. do you come up with this stuff? Anyway. It's a Bradford isms. But, but we were just talking about this to be at the beginning of the podcast where like Joe answered some questions honestly without like thinking, oh my goodness, how is this? How are the repercussions going to be? Or, you know, this, and you know, you're in that locker room, you hear it all the time. You're like, you, you, the, the filter's going through their head. This is what we're trying to do, one t shirt at a time, trying to break down that filter. Yes. But see, to your point, I see exactly what you're saying. It takes a certain type of player to be comfortable with themselves to be able okay, to. Okay, well, let's it. go. I mean, that I think that's, it just comes down to getting back to being a human being. Person to person just comes down to your personality, who you are. Everybody isn't exciting. We know that. You said you Everybody got traded from St. Louis because of that. Allegedly is that's my thought. <laughs> I, I I feel I feel like that's a big factor. Think about that. I mean, think think about like how far whether it's true or not. No, the who fact, knows? I just say it. Yeah, it I sounds, like to believe it. That it sounds good. But when, so that was fourteen eight, eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago. Think about how like that dynamic of. By the way. Without giving examples, like if a guy has a good spin rate or a guy has a lot of upside, yeah, they can do anything they want. Let's yeah. be honest. True. Right? Yes. Like nobody's training anybody because like they're they're talking too much or anything. No. Right? Am I wrong? That's hundred no. percent true. Yeah. Which is like which is and like you you had like this electric arm for the St. Louis Cardinals, and they trade you because of. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> because you're too much personality. Personality, yeah, yeah. Too much personality, I think. I mean, you got along with everybody. Got right? along great with that. The team, the the, the, the the people that hated it the most were my teammates. Like, people like, this is BS. Like, how this how this, how this come out? How this go through? Why are we doing this? Like, that locker room was mad for a long time. Yeah. And I when, will say this, though. Uh, ooh. If everyone, everyone, honest, everyone gather since around. Since we're being honest. <laughs> there does appear to be some conflict with personalities and I think in baseball specifically perception seems to play a role in how people are treated right like if they feel like this is a player who in Joe's case is too vocal or says too much 
when maybe like he just talked about it, all his teammates loved him. Everybody loved him in the clubhouse, but maybe the front office had a perception without really getting to yeah, know but, the, the but individual. My, but my point is, is that I don't think that that's happening quite as much anymore because oh, yeah. they're up so obsessed with with the analytics, with the potential, the what might be. Yeah, you know, like again, like I have examples which I won't name. Yeah, but. I mean, I thought this was a truth bud. It is. Well, <laughs> allegedly. 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 But, you know, so so anyway, this comes back to the reason why we do this. Like, so baseball isn't boring. Jemai, sit back, enjoy the story. Where Joe and I, when was this? When did I call you up, Joe, and say, Joe, we have a problem with baseball. We have to fix it. Shoot. It's pandemic. This is definitely pandemic when everyone was bored. We literally remember. Remember, was like at home with the Kellys, or yes. Like literally, people say, "Well, why do you keep doing a podcast with Joe Kelly?" I said, "Because he's the only interesting person." Yes. Yes. <laughs> right in the sport, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's some other interesting. Uh, yeah, of course. But, but you, based on sheer numbers. But we, right? you know, when we did those podcasts during the pandemic. It was Joe jumping off his roof into a pool. It was, that was pretty we broke the big story about him breaking the window. Yep. Um, like all of that. Yeah. So we, we sit down like, okay, you know what? And then like this, this has to, and then you win the World Series or you won the World Series already. But this has to be a thing. This has to be, people have to understand this. And I do feel like we're getting there. I feel like we're getting there. We're yes? Close. I feel like if the end goal is yeah, what is the end goal? What is our the end goal? goal is for everybody to, to be clearly, a unique individual. Yes, for every <laughs> unique individual to whatever they are, their personality, how they are shaped, how they are formed. If they act like that off the field, I want them to act like that on the field. If we could get to a moment where every player is comfortable on how they behave and what they do off the field. And then when they come to a locker room or they come to a game or they come to an interview and then they become an actor, that's what we're trying okay. to get rid of. Cardinals, I'm not, don't worry, this isn't names. Cardinals, Red Sox, Dodgers, White Sox. Percentage of the clubhouse that are, are what you're talking about. Percentage of each team? Yes, of each clubhouse. I mean, you know. You know when I played? Yeah, yes, when you played for those teams. Of like the saying, you know, like these this percentage of people in that clubhouse were confident in their own personalities. You could you could probably guess my numbers. I'm just gonna say random numbers. One team was eleven percent. One Cardinals. team was ninety-eight percent. That's Red Sox. One team was. 99% That's Dodgers And one team Ooh. Is probably 90% We're getting there But going up Yes Going up Yes Yeah, That's fair That's You have three over 90% Or 90% right. or yeah. And what's the common denominator In all those Great teams Oh I thought you were going to say You played on them Oh no No <laughs> No not at all Like I'm not I'm not uh, no, self-aware of, and being like, hey, but, I, I, mean, I, I it's, no. It's, but that's, I'm not a high guy. Honestly, like Joe, like the, but that's, the good thing is, is that, listen, you want to, congratulations on your contracts and all your riches. Thank and you. And all your wealth. 
But you want to go to a place where you're going to show up to work and feel that, right? Yes. I mean, that's a big – and I don't know if you felt that when you signed with the White Sox, if you're like, oh, I absolutely know this. You know Tony La Russa. Yep. Did you know? Um, I knew in spring training when you I got did? the vibe, yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, season's different. Everyone's happy in spring training. Like, you know, you want to see a team when they struggle, which we did as the White Sox um, earlier. And I think now we're going to turn, turn and start playing great baseball. Um, but, yeah, I mean – you could see which teammates like each other. You see which don't. Um, but you just want everyone. You want everyone to want to win, not just to be like, "Hey, I want to make a lot of money." Because if, if everyone wants to win, you're going to make a lot of money. Right. But there um, are teams like that. Yeah. More than fifty percent of the league. Oh, big time. Ooh, ooh, I got a question. Good big question. time. I'm curious about something now because people automatically assume. But I, did, Coop, did Coop plant this question? With you? No, 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 no. I'm just having like a, a stream right. of consciousness right. right now as we're having this discussion, and people automatically assume for me, like because you're on a team with somebody, like everybody's best buddies. And I was like, no, it's like a microcosm of the world. Like you don't get along with everybody right. just as much as you do. So there's like teammates who may not be the best of friends, but it's like it's like a real thing. Yes, a hundred percent believe that. People, yeah, people believe that everyone is best friends yeah yeah no i mean it's like a job you show up to work it is like it is like a job yes yes and the thing that the great teams have is more best friends you know what i mean right like i mean if you already have like a bad bad blood chemistry like that team's doomed you know you better be all hall of famers like if you cannot get along that team's doomed right um you know the less of those you have the more chances you have at winning i believe and you know, all the good, good teams I've been on have had no clubhouse issues. So you take out this, this spin it to the Red Sox. Xander Bogart's a big topic of conversation. Yeah. You played with Xander. Yep. He's like, like the whole, the whole like baseball is, is a lot of different people in a lot of different corners of clubhouse. Like powerful voice. Like uh-huh. it's not like wearing a C on your chest. Yeah. Whatever. If, should Xander Bogarts be valued more than just the player? I haven't played with Xander in a long time, and when I played with Xander, we had real, like... You were young. Well, he, we, was, we, he, he was young, and we had uh, does that David Ortiz's. We had Pedroia's. That, yeah, that's right. Is that type of player, should they be valued more than the analytics? Yes. Yeah. Do you think they? Do you think they, baseball understands that? Like The teams that win, yes. That's okay. it. All right. All right. Well... Obviously, like you know, like when the White Sox sign you, you like Tony Russo knew he know understand. Yeah, knew the cut of your jib. Yes, he did. Okay, and I think that plays a big role. Okay, if there's two players that are similar and one you know would do anything to win, I would want the guy that does anything to win. Right. And now the White Sox are the big winners because of it. <laughs> Thank you. Said it. I didn't say it. Oh, well, yeah. whatever. I mean, what's don't be modest. You got anything else, Coop, before I make the big announcement? I was about to say, first of all, we just switched from me to Jemai, so you probably should have transitioned that way. Where did Jemai go? Jemai Webster took a phone call. Yeah, oh. he's got important stuff to do. Oh, like you're working the phones. What, what, what any, you got? any closing thoughts? No? No, I want really. to I I mean, make we, the big announcement. I'll be honest. Just like tremendous day. Yeah, I think you deserve it. What? I think you deserve to make the big announcement. Yes, of course. All right, we were talking about, like we said, we, we have, uh, and thanks to Coop here for for building up the brand. I, I don't think anybody has built up the brand more it's than honest, yeah, right? Cooper Leonard. Just doing here. my job. Like, oh my goodness. Like, his career is taking off. And Nate. And Nate. No, and Nate, too. Couldn't be here, Nate. but... Yeah, and our, and I, this poor what Guinness out for Nate. Um, 
But so we started this, like I said, about a year and a half ago. Yada, 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 yada. We got a book deal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If, if you didn't hear, if all you were listening to was a yada, 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 yada. Um, it's a lot. It's a process. We it's a process. have finally been able to announce that me and Mr. Rob Bradford are going to put the pen to the paper on Baseball Isn't Boring and lots of different aspects of the game of baseball. It's not about my career at all. So don't, oh. think, it's a, don't think it's like a memoir or a, or a, a biography or anything like that. But we have decided to put all of our thoughts and all of what we have been saying to paper and kind of have, obviously the baseball fan uh, will understand, but try to get and connect with all ages, obviously, um, and maybe fans who watch the game a little bit um, to understand what we're trying to do and, and with this message ultimately and now with uh, the help of uh, some people and well, so you. A big, a big shout out, first of all, to our yes. literary agent, Su- Susan Canavan. Yes. Who, Thank you, Susan. And, uh, and, and so the, bo- the publisher is our great friends at Diversion Books, so it's going to be great. We're very excited about it. Um, it's probably going to be coming out next spring training. That's why we're writing it so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, but in all seriousness, we, you know, we talk, this, this is easy stuff to talk about. It's, it's a great uh, topic. I think it, it, it reaches, as we know, like the T-shirts are sort of a microcosm of this. Like when you give a guy a T-shirt, they're like easy, like, like Davo Sweeney. I saw him down the field, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. He'll talk about this all day long. Yes. You talk to Rob Lowe about it. Yes. And there's going to be other people in the Steve board. Aoki? Steve, Steve, Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki. Baseball yeah. isn't boring, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Big, so big time fan. Big time fan. I mean, there's, there's going to be other people like that in this book who are, it, it's not hard, A, to get them to talk, and B, to actually have stories that we're, what we're talking about. So, and so one of the things, and I think that you won't say this, but I will, is that why Joe is the perfect person to sort of help deliver this message besides his excellent writing ability as was exemplified in the, his LA Times op-ed, right? right. Yes, excellent correct. Excellent job. Um, but because you aren't like, your story isn't, you didn't come up just through, hey, here's the, here's the AU, here's the, the cookie cutter, I like baseball, I'm going to play baseball, whatever. I mean, you, you had a unique story coming up Growing up, a lot of different things, a lot of different things that baseball helped. Your personal life helped. Like all the, everybody has a baseball story, right? Yes, everyone does. Yeah, and I think that if a you have a great baseball story, b because of that you're able to sort of push this and get in front of Rob Manfred and talk to him about these things and talk about how things are going to be fixed or can't yep, be fixed. Sure. What's wrong with which you've already have, yes, right? Yes, I have. Right. Already did. You sat in front of Rob Manfred and you told him what's what or at least what you think yes, is what's what. Yes, what I think would help the game, yes. yes. What you think, sorry. Yeah, yes. So, but all the way to this point where like we're sitting here and like you hear Coop, I mean you hear him on like obviously you're in the room when he's on the radio today, but I'm in the room where it like happens. there isn't there is another person in you know you know earmuffs Joe, but there isn't another person in baseball who could get in that studio today when like that those topics are brought up and basically say okay you know what this is how it is 
this is articulate it in a way that we can like not in a, in a salacious way not in a way that is going to be like oh my goodness i can't you're just throwing bombs no it's it's all the things that we talked about before the podcast i mean perfect example is the breaking news of donaldson getting suspended and then you know just instant reaction and like instant reaction like that's honest yeah and uh, what more could you want a from someone that like you want to be entertained by and be someone that like you know you kind of put a little bit of hope into as a White Sox fan. You want someone that like that will get in the trenches with you. And you know, Joe, you show yourself as as a Boston fan, as someone that watched you for you know the late, latter half of the 2010s. Like that was someone I, I could I get behind. Like, I did like enjoy you talking about like what am I supposed to do? I'm protecting myself. I got eight six yeah. games for protecting myself. I got six games. I got suspended my first time. Six games for uh, literally. Getting rushed by another human yes, being. Having a good, having a good sweep. Having, being lucky with a, a little bit of a quick twitch athleticism <laughs> right there. A little, <laughs> a little bit of lateral side shuffle. So, first of all, like in this process, because it's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Did it surprise you? Like, how long it took? Yeah. It, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I had no like. Uh, parameters I had nothing to base it off of like I don't know the timetable on when these things start to be talked Did about you get annoyed with me at any time no okay yeah all right no no not at all all right that was a pregnant no <laughs> no <laughs> I thought it was an insightful no so insightful. I actually can I can yeah, I so you can sit back can I say something this is like uh, inside the actor studio oh, Go yeah ahead. yeah uh, you were saying not not a biography not a memoir can we say it's a manifesto Ooh. Ooh. that's a big word I don't know if it's also a. Also, kind of reminds me of the uniform bomber. All right. Every time I think all right. Well, when you put the connotation to that, but we're trying to we're trying to rally up the troops. A blueprint. A blueprint. We're trying to get the people, walk the people. Listen, there? listen. Like all I can do. I, are we leading? All I can or are we tell you this. So I've written two books, right? As everybody here knows. Everybody. Yeah. I, okay. Congratulations. But, hey, they're lining up for you right now. Stein, Redder, and Deep Drive, both on, on bookshelves now. Yes. Um, but it's. You know, you have to, in order to do something like this, you have to have, like, you, it can't be forced. It's just, like, I, you know, I know books have been written. I can't do it that way. Like, Mike Lowell wasn't, like, a machine. Like, honestly, that was a biography. That was more of, like, a, you know, here, we're, we're sitting down, and he was, like, boom, 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 and he had a great story. It was awesome to do it with him. But I always said this, is that, if I was going to do another book, and I think like maybe even I've talked to you about this. Yeah, we, we've, maybe yeah. once. You've, you've definitely brought it up. Yeah, and I said, like, if I'm going to do... Because it's a lot of work. Well, if I'm going to do something, like, I didn't want... I wanted to be, like, somewhat creative. Yes. And somewhat, like, like different. Different right? angle, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think we both agree that that's what this is. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't think there... I mean, any sport, maybe, I don't think there's another no. book that's been written yet. No. On all different angles of an aspect of a sport, of stories, of insider info, of, 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 of everything. And I tell you what, and you bring it up like other sports, like football, basketball, hockey. Let's say that someone tries to write something like, you can't go to any corner of the world, acting, entertainment, athletes, whatever, and get the, the deep-rooted, passionate like experiences and stories that baseball is going to give or has given like yeah. that's a fact yeah like i think like you know like oh, football shaped me all right you know 
you yeah. know, basketball, yeah, I ran out, you know, like, like I played like AU all over the place. Yeah, yeah sure. you were, you're yeah. always going to be a first rounder. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I mean, this is, in, you know, hockey, my parents woke up insanely early for that. But it's, it's like, there's nothing like this where you say, like, this not only, like, shaped my athletic career, but shaped my life. And you, like, you know, we talked about your dad, yeah. you talked about your family, you talked about, you know, you raising your kids and, and in all of it. I mean, I don't want to spoil it. That's yeah, just, there's I, so I don't, much. I don't, I don't want to give it all <laughs> yeah. away. I don't know if we really can get it in one book. Yeah, so, so chapter one right now. Yeah, yeah. But, it's the audio book. But anyway, so Who's he? <laughs> I, can, I can tell you it's, it's, it's easy conversations to have. And, uh, and I look forward to it. Yeah, so do I. It's yeah, going to be. It'll be good. It'll be good. It's going to be great. How many people have you told about this? Teammates. Liam Hendricks. Liam knows. Uh, Liam, former teammates, Liam, daughter by, teammates. Liam, by the way, uh, we're in negotiations to, for him to voice the audio book. We need a guy with an accent. That would be awesome. We need a guy with it. Not just not just an accent, but an Aussie accent. Yes. Accent. Come yeah. on. We needed a guy with an accent. In, and he reads he's, a ton of books. He's in the mix. He's in the mix. He's in the Big mix. Big scholar. Names in the hat. What was so when you told you said current and former teammates? Yeah. What was their reaction? Loved it. Did they training staff? They said I'm. I better have a copy. I'm the first one to buy it. I'm the first one. Everyone I've told is not. No question has ever been like you are. It's always like yes. No way. Let's go. Like if you didn't know who I was and you were some even ESPN columnists of other sports don't even know who I am and they'd be like why is that guy writing a book that would go through their heads but people that know me you know I've been I haven't been a closer I haven't been an all-star yeah. I haven't been anything to what they would say great would be like why would this come out why would, why would this guy write a book and for myself every single person I've told from friends to Rob Lowe's to PGA players to Brendan Steele's to Max Homa's to you know Tory Krug, so any any kind of sport was like yes, hell yes. To Blink One Eighty Two, Mark Hoppus, to you know Thrice Riley, the band. He's a, he's a, he's a great drummer. Like anyone I have ever told about this is like yes, I can't wait. Yes, and like that's what makes me excited. Is you know I've been on podcasts, I've done interviews, um, obviously pen to paper, and it's different. It's, it's stepping out of a, of a role that you know. I haven't done my whole entire life, but you would think the the feedback I would get from teammates is like, well, what's it going to be about? Like, you know what I mean? I haven't had that response yet. So that's what makes me more excited each time we ended up talking about it until we finally got a when book we, deal. When we got on one of the Zoom calls, I think I, I think it was one of the publishers or whatever. You know, I you talk about being a relief pitcher or whatever. And I said, well... Here's, here's a microcosm of what we're talking about. Baseball does the thing where they like the can, let the kids play. Yeah. You know this? Joe has a, a mural of his face on the side of a building pouting, right? <laughs> which, is, which is better for baseball? And it's an easy answer, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, well, as long as you didn't tell him who you were doing it with. So... Why is that? No, I, I, some of those people might have been like, oh, that's a great idea, but, you know, wrong execution. No, that has... You've always been mentioned. Every single time. All right. Every single time I was talking about book, it's you are literally the second sentence, oh, and there's okay. never been negative feedback. And they said, I love their work in Chasing Steinbrenner. Love that. Um, 
right. Well, this has been fun, man. This yes. has been good. The first uh, podcast we've done in a while. A long time. we've done here with Coop. And Big Coop. Coop. Great time. Yeah. Great atmosphere. Yeah, it is. Like, might, good, might have to take weekly be, trips out here. It's, it's, it's good to be out with, among the people. It is. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. Being organic. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Good job. Way to go, boys.